The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW in the Seattle area and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. I'm really grateful you're joining us here today, and I think you will be too, because this time of year, we have the stress of the holidays, and it's wonderful, and it's awful, and everything in between. And we have somebody here who's going to help us to process these things so we have greater ease. But before I get into that, I'd like to say hello to the man behind all the technology. And I know the technology has gotten to be uh, much more complex now, Benny. I want to say hello and thank you. My you're, gratitude to you. You are quite welcome in sleigh bells ring. Are you listening <laughs> in a land? I Something lo- like that. I love this. I wish we had the cameras turned to you. Be like a lounge singer. Yes. And That's I, right. And I just want to let everybody know that we have uh, this show now on, on Facebook yeah, Live. we're everywhere. On, I believe it's the Transformation Talk mm-hmm. Radio Facebook yep. um, page. And um, Nate or Zach, or I believe someone over there is handling that situation. So that's thank you great. To them. Thank you yep, on yep, on that yep, end, yep. guys. And um, we've also got the cameras going on uh, on the 11:50 a.m. Yeah. website. In fact, I'll break my camera out on my phone too, just to make sure we oh, can have another one ready. Oh, please, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling that just a tad under the weather today, and all I can say is thank goodness for makeup. Well, you were talking to our guest uh, right before we started the show, and it is amazing on how you could just like be on the air and radio, and that was it. Yeah. No visual aspect That's right. whatsoever. That's right. Now it's full bore. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. You get and, to see people. And and I get it because most people are are programmed with that visual mm-hmm. cue that's really important to help them sort of cement the things into their brain. Yep. Um, and, you know, it's like people like to watch videos. So hello, everybody on Facebook Live. Okay. <laughs> now you got it done. <laughs> yes. And I'm really excited about our guest today. Um, it's interesting because here's, you know, I've, I've worked in the healing realm for many years. And I know you guys know my story of uh, how I sort of found my way to my own healing after healing myself at the early stages of cancer back in the late 80s, early 90s. And then fast forward many years, I went from statistician to healer in the early 2000s. And I have some very, um, very strong opinions, strong ideas, strong knowingness about the philosophy of healing. So um, I have to tell you, there are plenty of healers that we don't invite on the show just because they're not in alignment. But the healer today is very much so, and I'm really excited. I'm talking about Dr. Bradley Nelson. He is a holistic physician who's been, you know, working in the wellness realm for decades. Um, he's a retired doctor of chiropractic. He is one of the world's foremost experts on natural methods of achieving wellness. He's trained thousands of certified practitioners worldwide to help people overcome physical and emotional discomfort. And we're going to learn about how the physical and emotional are very tied together by releasing their emotional baggage. His best-selling book, The Emotion Code, provides a step-by-step 
set of instructions for working with the body's energy healing power. And he recently put out a newly revised and expanded edition of the Emotion Code. And apparently they've sold like hundreds of thousands of books. I'm really grateful to have our guest here today, Dr. Bradley Nelson. Hey, Dr. Brad. Hey, Christine. Great to be here. You know, um, I'm always fascinated to find out how people got to the place they're at where they are sharing a certain kind of wisdom or knowledge or skill. What ultimately brought you to become a chiropractor and then to shift from that to helping people find blocked emotions? Well, you know, it really goes back to when I was seven years old, believe it or not. Uh, I was really sick with the measles. And I'd overheard my parents talking about me, and I knew the plan was uh, I was going into the hospital the next day into something called an oxygen tent, which I don't think they use anymore, but I'm a little older. And um, so something really amazing happened, something really profound. Uh, This particular night, everyone else had gone to bed. My parents had made a bed for me upstairs on the couch so I could be near their bedroom. And uh, my parents came into the room, and my mother said to my father, uh, will you kneel down with me and say a prayer so that our boy will be able to get well? Mm-hmm. And uh, so they did. So my dad, and I'm sure this is probably the first time I'd ever heard my dad pray, but I think they were really worried about me. Yeah, my course. dad is offering this prayer, uh-huh. right? And in the middle of this prayer, suddenly I have this incredible thing that happens. It starts at the top of my head, and it goes whoosh to the soles of my feet, uh-huh. and I'm instantly made well. Now, listen, I don't remember anything else from when I was seven or six or probably five either, but this experience is burned, seared into my mind, and I remember like it happened yesterday, and I always Mm -hmm. will if I live to be a million years old. Mm -hmm. And I I held my tongue until my dad was done praying, which didn't take long, and when he was done, I said, I'm better. God healed me. I'm I'm well. And they said, that's fine, honey. Go back to sleep. You know, tomorrow. And then, but I absolutely knew, uh, right? Right, right. That, uh, and what that taught me was that uh, there's a higher power. There's an unseen power that we can draw upon that's uh-huh. not always evident to us. So that, you know, I thought about that a lot, and that stuck with me. Well, fast forward about another seven years. Things go in those seven-year cycles, right? And I, uh, I ended up uh, having the terrific pains that started happening to me all of a sudden out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of terrifying, frankly. I mean, I would get these pains in my back that would knock me to the ground sometimes or take my breath away. Mm-hmm. And so my parents were very worried, took me to the hospital and um, they ran tests and they found that I had kidney disease. Oh, now back in those days, yeah, they didn't do any transplants of kidneys. If your kidneys failed, you failed, right, you were done. Right. You know, your life was over. So it was pretty scary, and um, my parents decided that they would look for an alternative because Western medicine, they said there was nothing that they could do, really. I was either going to get better on my own or I wasn't. So my parents took me to see uh, a couple of um, old-time osteopathic holistic doctors, and they started working with me, and uh, right away I could feel in my body that what they were doing was exactly what I needed. And it didn't involve any kind of drugs or obviously any surgery, anything like that. Um, but I knew that what they were doing was what I needed. And within about three weeks, um, I was feeling completely well. With, 
about a month after I started with them, my folks took me back to the hospital, and they ran all the tests again. And as I recall, they ran the test twice, and they said, "Well, it's a spontaneous remission. You know, whatever we did must have helped." Mm-hmm. And right, right, right. Of course, <laughs> you know how this goes. <laughs> yes, right? I do. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so I decided that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go into the uh, the healing arts mm-hmm. and uh, and go to chiropractic school and. And I did, but, you know, that actually, um, that was an amazing experience, too, because I, I got sidetracked. I got involved in computers and became a computer programmer. Uh-huh. And so I was, I was really, really into computers, and uh, I'm kind of a geek. I was geeking out. Uh-huh. I got, I was yeah, in for, school. Former research statistician, I get that, yes. You, you get it. Yeah. 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 And so you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, yeah, back, you know, back in the days of the IBM PC and uh-huh. all that, you know, right. when I was programming those and having, having an amazing time. Uh-huh. And um, my wife and I went home to Montana, where I'm from, and we were sitting around with my mother and father. And my, my dad said to me, are, are, you, are you sure that you don't want to go to chiropractic school? It seems like a great career. And you've always wanted to do it. And I said, no, nah, I'm going this other direction. I was going into the MBA program and, uh-huh. you know, uh, I was going into business and computers. Sure. And, and uh, I said, no, I'm, I'm going this other direction. And he said, well, why don't you think about it one more time? Hmm. So I did. And uh, having learned at age seven that there's a higher power you can draw upon, I asked for help. Right. And, uh, and I actually got an answer that, uh, that was really quite profound. I actually heard a voice uh, that spoke to me, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it said, this is a sacred calling. Uh-huh. And, um, and I had this overwhelming experience. And I, I didn't really totally understand what it meant, but I knew that this was the direction that I needed to go. So I went into right. the healing arts. When I got into practice, uh, I learned how to ask uh, the subconscious mind what's, what was really wrong with my patients. Now, let me explain this. The conscious mind is the part of our mind that we're using during all of our waking hours. And it's where we have our relationships and we study and we take tests and we watch TV and movies and we entertain and so on. Sure. But then there's this other part of our mind that is the subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, that part of our intelligence is vastly intelligent, uh, vastly more intelligent than the conscious mind. Uh-huh. And so... That part of us knows what's going on, knows exactly what we need, knows exactly what imbalances we have, what vitamins or nutrients we need. It also knows what emotional baggage we have. Mm -hmm. And so during all those years, I I practiced for about 20 years in one form or another. And during all those years, um, what I found was uh, I could ask people's subconscious minds through various methods of muscle testing. I could get yes and no answers from their deep subconscious, and I could ask what was really wrong with them. Um, If they had a specific condition or symptom, Uh I could ask, well, is there an underlying reason behind this? What I found was that all of my patients, no matter how old or young they were, no matter what symptoms they were suffering from, whether it was back pain or neck pain or migraine headache, or infertility or asthma or digestive disorders uh-huh. or depression or anxiety or phobias or panic attacks or PTSD. What I found was that all of them had something in common, and I came to call it um, their emotional baggage. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's fascinating. So, okay, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Finish no, no, no. So, no, I think it's fascinating. Um, I, 
I didn't really understand that I had trapped emotions until I was facing the early stages of this lymphoma and doctors basically, the, the conventional medical approach was going to be to put me on chemo the rest of my life. And yeah. then I started doing yoga and I found myself doing yoga in the mornings. And sometimes when I was by myself, I'd just like get into a pose and all of a sudden I would start to sob. And it, and it felt very much connected to my physicality, you know, like it was being mm-hmm. stored in my body. And I'm fascinated by this, <laughs> this connection between the emotions. And you've got some amazing stories and some interesting approaches. We want to hear more about that, but we're going to go to break and we'll have more with Dr. Bradley Nelson here and the Emotion Code in just a few moments. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. If you struggle with fear and anxiety, you know how powerless and stuck these emotions can make you feel. You've tried everything, but nothing helped you overcome these blocks. Dr. Friedman Schaub, award-winning author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, created a special program which helped thousands of his clients to become healthy, happy, and confident again. Learn how to eliminate negative self-talk, let go of your emotional baggage, and replace limiting beliefs. With Dr. Friedman's accelerated program, you can break through your challenges. Visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. I'm Christine Upchurch, and this is a Stellar Reflections Minute. For centuries, spiritual traditions have talked about how humans have an energy field, or aura, surrounding them. Although skeptical scientists refuted this for decades, science is now beginning to catch up with spirituality. Scientists can actually measure light emanating from living beings, so they can measure the human aura, which in scientific terms is known as the biofield. Many medical practitioners around the world use an instrument to evaluate a patient's biofield for the purpose of diagnosing illness. They understand that imbalanced or insufficient light in a person's energy field indicates a physical or emotional problem. The good news? There are ways to balance and increase your light, resulting in greater well-being. For more information, please check out StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. How many times do you find yourself saying, it was nothing? Next time someone tells you, great job, you'll know how to accept it and not deflect it by listening to Courage to be Seen Radio with host Sherry Clark. Sherry Clark is an experienced global engineering leader, coach, and mentor. From her experiences one-on-one coaching to corporate consulting and executive coaching, Sherry has learned many women need at least three things to discover and face success. Learn about the ACES program, how to survive male-dominated fields with grace and authenticity, and reach the top without ever once giving up on who you are. Courage to be Seen host Sherry Clark explores the awesome power of your entire self. Check out her website, 
HerdToBeSeen.com and listen to the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. Pacific with host Sherry Clark. You have the courage to be seen. See you later. Welcome back to the Christine Epchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Um, we're talking to Dr. Bradley Nelson, author of The Emotion Code. Now, Brad, I'm fascinated by this connection between emotions and physical symptoms. And what you said before the break is basically just about everything. Every person ever, who's ever come who's had any kind of physical issue but there is an emotional component or co- underlying cause. Can you give us some examples of the sorts of things you found in some of your, your patients um, where you find the, the, the emotion and then you go to unblock it and something shifts? Well, absolutely. I mean, there's, there's so many, there are countless stories. It's, I've been doing this for 30 years. But there's one that sticks out in my mind. That, um, uh, that illustrates this really well. There was a man that came in to see me who um, had severe low back pain, and on a 0 to 10 scale, it was a 9, wow. so one point away from going to the ER. Wow. Really bad. It had been going on for a while. And um, I tested him using the emotion code, found that he had a uh, trapped emotion uh-huh. of anger. And uh, asking and testing some, some more, uh, using muscle testing and figuring out very quickly uh, some more information about this, found out that this had occurred about 20 years before. And immediately he knew what it was. Uh, right. It was a very difficult work situation he'd been through, and it was extremely upsetting. And, right. and so um, I released that emotion, and we, we release an emotion um, by just passing a magnet down the back, typically, or, or over the top of the head, uh-huh. and uh, just a few times. So it probably took me about a minute to figure this out and release this emotional energy and the moment that I did, the pain was instantly gone, completely gone. Wow. And um, he couldn't believe it. And he kept bending over and exclaiming and uh-huh. twisting this way and that way. He just couldn't believe that it was gone. And it was like a miracle to him. And I was just grateful that it worked so well. So think about this. Now, what happens is, you see, the body itself is just a very complex energy field. We're mm-hmm. almost entirely empty space. In fact, I saw... Right. Uh, just recently, some uh, quantum physicists figured out that if you could remove the empty space from every person on the planet, mm-hmm. you could fit all five or seven billion of us, however many there are, into a uh, a little box the size of a sugar cube. So, Whoa, that's an astounding amazing, right? statistic. Yeah. So, so these bodies of ours, seem they seem solid and three-dimensional, right. and they are, but... Really, they're an energy field, and that's what quantum physicists are telling us, and they've been telling us for a long time. Well, and, and they're electro, they've got the electrical component and also the magnetic component as well, right? Well, right, exactly. And, and so our bodies are, are, I mean, if you think about it, we're made of cells. Cells are made of molecules. Molecules are made of atoms. You look inside an atom, there's nothing in there. It's just empty space, mm-hmm. kind of like a little solar system with lots and lots of uh, uh, distance in between all those little particles. So what happens is when we're feeling uh, an emotion mm-hmm. on a quantum level, if you look at it in, in terms of energy, what's happening is you're feeling a certain vibration, a certain frequency of energy. Mm-hmm. And so every emotion has its own frequency, its own vibration. So if you're feeling an emotion of anger, that's a different frequency. You're feeling a different vibration than you are 
if you are feeling an emotion of grief, and they're all different. Sure. Well, what happens is if the emotion is very powerful, sometimes we experience really powerful emotions. And that's what happened to this guy. It was a very powerful emotion of anger. Um, he, I think, couldn't have been more angry than mm-hmm. he was. And it, it, was right. this, based on the story in your book, it sounds like he was pretty powerless in this situation, too. Not just anger, yeah, I, but powerless. I think so. And so what ended up happening was um, that emotion was kind of overwhelming to his body, uh-huh. and that energy then became trapped in the body. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we call this a trapped emotion, literally your emotional baggage. A trapped emotion is a little ball of energy, mm-hmm. uh, a little ball of emotional frequency, which it, it sounds so strange, but this is really what we believe about this. Um, typically, they're about the size of a baseball to maybe about the size of a softball or a small melon. Uh-huh. And these will lodge in the body in different places. And then what they do is they create this distorting effect on the normal energy field of the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, they distort that energy field. And so when you distort the energy field of the body, because that's really all the body is, sure. ultimately. Right, right. Uh, it extends well beyond doing, the edges of the body, too. Yeah. yeah. And so what you're doing is you're interfering with the chemical reactions that are going on sure. in that area. You're uh-huh. interfering with the flow of energy, the chi, you know, the acupuncture energy, uh, the uh, blood flow and lymph flow to some degree. So if you think about this guy, 20 years before... He's really upset, as angry as he can be, and then, boom, this trapped emotion gets stuck in his body, uh-huh. uh, part of his anger, this ball of energy. It happens to lodge in his low back. Uh-huh. Well, uh, after 20 years of having those tissues continually irritated by that emotional energy, mm-hmm. uh, he finally ends up coming in to see me because his his back pain is so severe, he just is beside himself. He doesn't know what to do. He can't work, can't do anything. So we release that emotion that was trapped in his body. Suddenly the pain goes away. But now the fascinating, this is not the the rest of the story, right? The rest of the story is that uh, a couple of days later, he comes back in to see me again. Uh And here's what he says. Um, He says, Dr. Nelson, I, you know, my back is still fine. I've got no back pain. I can't believe it. He says, and it's still miraculous to me. But he said, right. when I came in here, I had another problem I didn't tell you about. That for as long as I can remember, I've basically been what you would call a rageaholic. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'm always yelling at my wife and my kids. I got to watch the road rage. Mm-hmm. I've been to anger management several times. Hasn't really helped me at all. And he said, um, since you released that emotion of anger for me, he said, I really feel completely different. He said, I feel relaxed. I feel kind of at peace. I feel sort of happy, mm-hmm. and he said, I feel totally different. How did that work? How did you do that? How does that work? And at the time, I said, well, I'm not re- I, I really don't know, because I, I really didn't know. Uh-huh. But what we believe, if you think about this, and this is, this is the amazing thing about this, um, that guy had this emotion of anger in his body. Now, when a situation would come along where he might tend to feel the emotion of anger, uh-huh he would slide right into that frequency, right into that vibration. Sure. And that was already big in his body, yes. Yeah, it was already in his body. And in other words, part of his body was already feeling that emotional uh, energy, that frequency, that emotion 24-7. Uh-huh. So if you think about it, uh, you know, we all have emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. And we've all been through things we'd rather not have gone through. Of course. I mean, 
people can remember crying themselves to sleep at night when they were kids. Maybe mm. their parents went through a divorce. Maybe you went through breakups. Who knows? Uh, all kinds of things. People are bullied, and lots of emotional things happen to us that we'd rather not experience. Right. And so that emotional baggage, it has this effect on us. It has two effects, really. It has a physical effect. And 90% or more of all the physical pain that people have is actually due, I believe, and in my experience, is due to their emotional baggage. Mm, so when you find the emotional me. baggage yeah. and you get rid of it, yeah, the pain just can disappear. But it's not only that. We believe that emotional baggage is an underlying cause of every disease process that human beings suffer from. Wow. Uh, every wow. mental, That's emotional, quite and physical. Yeah. That's quite the statement. Okay, so... Um, I just want to backtrack a little bit about emotions, about trapped emotions. Now, I know that there are some people in the consciousness community who think that we shouldn't experience certain types of emotions because they're not spiritual. And I'm like using air quotes here. Um, are, is it possible to experience things like anger or some of these so-called negative emotions and not have them end up stored and trapped, causing problems? Well, yes, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, the the emotional process uh, is is a process where something happens, we we have a reaction, we start to feel a certain emotion, and what emotion comes up for us is often based on the trapped emotional energy that we already have in our mm-hmm. body, but also based on past experience and what's happening in the present. Normally, what happens is we go through this process where we feel the emotion. And then the emotional energy dissipates and we move on with our lives and the energy isn't trapped within us. Uh-huh. And it's when we, it, it, there are two occasions where we develop trapped emotions. One situation is where an emotion starts coming up for us and we just decide, you know what, I am not going there. I'm not going to feel this. And we stop it. Mm-hmm. And that can develop a trapped emotion. The right. other time where an emotion can become trapped is, is like the situation that happened with this guy that I worked with that I told you about, uh-huh. where he was so into that emotion, he was feeling it, and not only feeling it, but he was really involved with it and just uh, allowing it to kind of overtake him. And uh-huh. that is the other situation where the emotional energy can become trapped. So... In the last chapter of the book, we talk about how uh, when, you, when you start getting rid of your emotional baggage, you become more emotionally aware and more emotionally intelligent. Right. And you, you, learn, some, um, you learn some methods of uh, avoiding developing trapped emotions in the future. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. You and- know, one fascinating thing is that uh, we always choose our emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, most, people don't, most people don't believe that. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And in fact, we say things like, uh, oh, that guy made me so mad or right. that situation made me so upset. But, you know, nobody can make you feel anything. It's, it's up to you, really. Yeah. Um, but there, there are natural emotional uh, uh, tendencies that can come up for us, again, depending on you know, what kind of emotional baggage you have and, and what your experiences have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we talk about things like forgiveness mm-hmm. um, and how... It's impossible really to have peace in your life unless you have forgiven everybody that you need to forgive. And sometimes the last person that people will forgive is themselves. Yes, yes, absolutely. We have to go to another quick break. But when we return, um, Brad, let's talk about how all of this relates to some of the feelings of, of loneliness and isolation that people can feel during the holiday season. 
Stay tuned for more on the other side of this break with Dr. Bradley Nelson. This is Peggy Snow, practitioner at Stellar Reflections with a Stellar Reflections Minute. So many people these days are trying to find ways to relieve their stress. What happens to our breathing when we're feeling overwhelmed and stress? When we tune in, we realize that we're either holding our breath or taking very shallow breath. To signal the body that all is well, which most of the time it is, sometimes all that is needed is a nice, deep breath to break the cycle. First, exhale to get all the stale air out by engaging the abdominal muscles and blowing gently. Next, take a nice, full breath in, feeling it fill your body all the way down to your hips. Release fully and enjoy the freedom of movement. Notice how your body feels. Do you feel refreshed? Calmness is only a breath away. This has been a Stellar Reflections Minute. For more information about what we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver, tears might well up in your eyes, and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back, or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling, and a strong desire to yell. (laughs) The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems, then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. Right now, ask yourself, how far are you from your dream? Are you closer today than yesterday? Entrepreneur and personal coach Deborah Rothschild brings the wit and wisdom to transform you into a new dynamic you. Tune in to the Deborah Rothschild Show, developing a dynamic you. To learn more about Deborah, visit thedebrashow.com. That's the D E B R A show.com. Tune in live every Wednesday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on transformationtalkradio.com. Your money is your creational energy when you feed your wealth back into what you love. It signals your choices and returns to you. Tune in to Money Momentum with host Karen Baines and learn the truth about the widely misunderstood creative energy that is the cash in your pocket. Realign the things you can't see to get the results you can see. Listen every month for a whole new hour on how to get the money already aligned to who you are. For more information on Karen and Money Momentum, visit soulwhispers.uk. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. From the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On the Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. 
Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on KKNW and Transformation Talk Radio around the world. Um, We are talking to the author of The Emotion Code, Dr. Bradley Nelson. And by the way, Tony Robbins is the one who did the forward to this new edition. Uh, This book has sold hundreds of thousands of copies. And Brad, I'm really fascinated by the fact that um, so many of the stories in the book, when people have the healings, they're complete Mm -hmm. and they're quick and they're permanent, which I think is a sign of true realignment of our energetic body, so to speak. Why is it that releasing a trapped emotion can create such a quick healing? Well, if you think about it in, in um, think, think about the story that I just told about that guy that had the, the back pain. Uh-huh. Um, his back pain never came back, but the, the key to that was figuring out what the real underlying cause of the back pain was, and it was that emotional baggage from all those years before. If you mm-hmm. find the right thing, it's kind of like, finding the right key for a lock. Um, you can open the door and uh, things can change immediately. And I, it has to do really with the fact that these bodies of ours are just made of energy and energy can change instantaneously. Sure. So healing can happen instantaneously if you, if you get the right uh, combination of things. You betcha. You betcha. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think about this time of year during the holidays, um, for many people, it's a really sacred time, very special time. It's about connection. It's about tradition. But for many of us, it can trigger certain types of stress. And yes, being too busy during this time of year can be a little crazy making, but oftentimes it triggers something deeper. Um, what is it about the holidays that can sort of trigger these, these issues well, memories um, and sometimes emotional baggage, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we end up alone during holidays at a time when uh, our experience has been that we, we spend this time with people that we love and with mm-hmm. family, and that, right. that, can be, that can be difficult. Sometimes we, sometimes we grow up in situations where uh, things aren't as happy as they should be, and sometimes instead of function we have dysfunction and instead of peace and happiness and joy we have anger and resentment and frustration and depression and right. so what happens to us is that then you know these these times of the year come around again and it can kind of reactivate a lot of that old emotional energy for us mm-hmm. so finding and removing the baggage that we might have about thanksgiving or christmas or family or dad or mom or whatever uh-huh. um, can really uh, can really smooth things out for us and enable us to have uh, have a more balanced kind of a life. What happens, and I've told people before that when you start removing your emotional baggage, which you can do by yourself, you mm-hmm. can find your own trapped emotions and release them. When you start doing that uh, and you, you release enough of it, when you get to a certain point, it's, it's almost like stepping out of this old skin that you've been wearing uh-huh. into this new state of being, you become a new kind of a person that is 
more emotionally uh, stable uh-huh. and not as prone to extremes of emotion. Mm-hmm. But what else is really neat about it is that you're able to uh, you're able to feel the emotions that uh, are higher emotions more easily: joy, love, um, and uh, and that is especially true when you're working with the heart and you're removing the emotional energies that have clustered around the heart that mm. form what we call a heart wall. Right. And so you talk about testing people or how we can test ourselves, and you mentioned muscle testing. Um, is there any evidence that this approach can, can lead us to the truth? Well, uh yeah, there is. In fact, um, we are just completing a study uh, just now where we are finding that um, uh, when uh, when we have people with um, symptoms of uh, depression uh, and PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, right. we're seeing about a 36 to 37 percent decrease in their symptoms uh, within about three weeks of starting uh, to remove their emotional baggage. That's that's and shocking. So, I mean, PTSD is so ingrained, and I know that there are many approaches out there that are long-term and still unsuccessful. So that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. We're very excited about it because it's showing that um, that all of the anecdotal evidence that we've been seeing for many years now uh, is um, you know we're not we're not making it up. It actually works. And, um, and, you know, of course, we also, uh, we also work with uh, animals. And um, uh, that was something that just was sort of a serendipitous discovery, really. I was called to work on a horse uh, one day years ago. And um, I think the story's in the book. And uh, I got to a certain point where I didn't know what to do. And my wife looked at me and said, well, why don't you check and see if it's emotionally based? And I, I just looked at her and I, I started laughing. And I thought mm-hmm. she was joking. And then I realized she was she was serious, and I checked the horse, and it was. And animals experience uh, apparently the same range of emotions that we do. We use right. the same emotion code chart. Uh, we use the same exact process to work with animals as we do with people. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's no placebo effect with animals. They of just uh, they just get better, and it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how well it works with them. Talk a little bit about the process and the chart. Okay, well, we have a chart of emotions that, uh, that we've developed. There are 60 emotions on this chart, and uh, it's divided up into two columns and six rows. Now, you can find the chart anywhere. You can go to discoverhealing.com. That's our website. You can download the chart. Um, but uh, basically what we do is we ask questions. Let me, let me, um, let me give you an example. There was a... Uh, there was a young woman that came to an event once that I was putting on, and um, she had arrived with her mother, and I met the two of them at the beginning of this event, and then I asked for a volunteer, and she came up out of the audience. Uh-huh. And so I had her hold out her arm, one arm parallel to the floor, and, and then I started asking questions. And to get the answers, uh, I would press down on her outstretched arm. Mm-hmm. And we call this muscle testing. The arm would be strong if the answer coming from her subconscious mind was yes. Uh-huh. And it would be weak if the answer coming from her subconscious mind was no. So I asked, do you have a trapped emotion we can release? Her arm was strong. That was a yes. And then I asked, well, do we, do we need to know what the emotion uh, 
we, we figured out the emotion was forlorn, which is kind of feeling alone, sad, hopeless, desolate, all rolled into one. Mm-hmm. And then I asked if we needed to know more about this, and her arm was strong. That was a yes. Uh-huh. Now, the conscious mind is not in control of these answers. These are right. coming from the subconscious, and people are always amazed yeah. that they can't control if their arm goes weak, right? Yeah. No, I, I've had muscle testing many times, and, it, and it's bizarre. It's like, yeah. it, you know, all of a sudden your, your <laughs> arm is just like going down like there's no strength whatsoever. Yeah. It's a quick and easy way to tap into the subconscious computer. So I'm asking questions. Uh, we need to know some more. So I asked, well, when did this occur? Was it earlier than 10 years old? Yes, earlier than five. Uh-huh. It happened, it turned out that this had uh, this emotion of forlorn had become trapped in her body around sometime in the first year of her life. And of course, I didn't expect her to know anything about this or remember anything. And I asked sure. her if she remembered anything and she said no. Uh-huh. And so I happened at that moment to look out at the audience and there was her mother right on the front row. And she was as pale as a, as a like, it looks like she, she looked like she's just seen a ghost and she uh-huh. has her hands kind of covering her mouth oh, dear. and her nose. And I said, hey, do you have any idea what this might be about? And she was really embarrassed, but she said that she thought she did. She said that uh-huh. during those years, she used to use cloth diapers. Uh-huh. And one day she accidentally pinned her daughter to her diaper. <gasps> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh. And so, yes. Oh. And so, and she didn't know about it until she changed her the next time. Oh, oh, yeah, my goodness. I know. Just uh, really painful. So here's this poor baby, right? Yeah. Um, not even a year old yet, probably. And she's crying and crying and crying. She must have been. She's yeah. got this terrible pain. No one's helping her. And she develops this trapped emotion of forlorn, feeling all alone, hopeless, right. sad, desolate. And um, so... So I asked, well, is that what created this trapped emotion? And her arm was strong. That was a yes answer. So then I released the trapped emotion, which uh, we use a magnet or your hand, and we just pass, uh, uh, pass a few times down the middle of the back to uh-huh. release that energy, kind of like erasing the um, magnetic uh, data that's stored on your credit card on that magnetic strip. Same thing. Sure. And um, so she went back. I-, I tested and I asked, well, did we release that trapped emotion? The answer was yes, her arm was strong. So mm-hmm. that was it. I, w- I just wanted to demonstrate that. So she goes back and sits down. So I finish the lecture and then I go home. And about 10 days later, I get an email from this young woman's mother. And she said, listen, my daughter has had this problem in her hip and in her knee. It's been affecting the way she walks. Uh-huh. And we've taken her to several people over the years. It's been gradually getting worse. And um, she's had it for about 10 years or something. And she said, uh-huh. she said that the moment that you release that trapped emotion, that discomfort was totally gone in her hip and in her knee. And she mm-hmm. said, not only that, she's feeling this new, uh, this new sense of lightness of being that she's never felt before. She's telling everybody about this. And her mother said, I waited for 10 days because I wanted to be sure that this was actually real. She uh-huh. said, it's gone and it has not come back. And she said, I just thought you should know this. Well, this, is, this illustrates a couple of interesting things. One thing it illustrates is how we can access information that the conscious mind has no knowledge of or no memory of. Right. The subconscious mind remembers everything, uh-huh. right? And another thing is how uh, a trapped emotion like that can cause physical symptoms that, uh, that you just live with. I mean, think about how many people just are living with problems right now they're listening to your show yeah and you know probably somebody with a migraine and that's probably emotional and somebody with low back pain and that's probably emotional and somebody's got carpal tunnel and somebody's got knee pain and i'm telling you right now it's almost all 
from emotional baggage. Yeah. And you think and about so, also the, the uh, emotional baggage that causes dysfunction in relationships, dysfunction within our careers. So it's, you know, it, the emotional stuff, it's, it's amazing that it manifests in the physicality, but obviously it, it affects all of our life. Well, it absolutely does. Yes, that's right. That's the other side of it. It's like every trapped emotion is like a coin with two sides, and one side is is that it might be it might manifest as some kind of physical situation, mm-hmm. but the other side is the mental, emotional situation or the symptoms that it might create. Right. And sometimes trapped emotions will create both of those at the same time. Mm, yeah. So, yeah, it's an amazing thing. Um, and we, uh, you know, I'm just grateful to to have gotten this information and and uh i really believe that this is my mission and the world is to get this information out to the world the world needs to know this yeah yeah and benny we're just going to go through this break we're we're skipping this break because this is this is important stuff um okay so brad how does a person go about testing themselves because you know if i'm holding my arm up you know i can't exactly push on it and 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 (laughs) at the outside of the lever so to speak um, right. So if I were to do this at home, how would I go about asking myself these yes-no questions? Well, the easiest way for most people to start this off is to use something that we call the sway test. And if you'd like, I can, I can share this with your listeners right now. Okay. And, and, so and if you're driving, please don't do this. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Do this. Wait till you get home. But basically, if you think about plants, plants will grow toward light coming in from a window. They'll grow away from darkness. They'll, uh-huh. they'll grow towards soothing music. They'll grow away from harsh music or mm-hmm. sounds. Uh-huh. The human body has the same ability to respond to positive or negative input. And so here's how this works. Okay, so if, you, if you're home, if you can do this safely, I'd like you to stand up, drop your hands down to your sides, close your eyes, and just totally relax. And as you're standing there totally relaxed, you'll notice it's really not possible to stand perfectly still. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always a little teeny bit of movement going on, and that's totally normal. But what I would like you to do now is I'd like you to think about something negative. We'll start with something really negative, and you should notice that your body is, is going to sway backwards on this. So if you mm-hmm. think about the word war, for example, uh-huh. you know we've heard that word all of our lives, and uh, I'd like you to think, though, for a moment about what really goes on in war. What's really happening in war? Think about that. What's going on? What are people doing to other people in war? What's happening to villages and cities and communities and families and husbands and wives? And think about all the tears that have been shed over all the wars that have been fought on this planet since day one. Now, the moment your subconscious mind connects with what you are consciously thinking about, your subconscious mind will start to move you It'll try to move you away from that negative energy, and you'll start to sway backward. Uh-huh. And that's a natural response. That's your body trying to move you away from that thought. Now, let's shift gears for a moment. And if that didn't work for you, you can try it again later, but give it a little more time and just, just allow yourself to totally relax. Let's think about something positive. Think about, uh, think about gratitude. Is there somebody in your life It's done something for you that you can be grateful for. Maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a teacher, maybe a spouse, child, friend. Maybe you're grateful to your dog or cat, Mm -hmm. whatever. But think about that for a moment. Choose a person or an animal or whatever situation and allow your heart to 
fill with gratitude for that person or that situation or animal. And imagine yourself standing in front of that person or that animal or being in that situation and expressing your gratitude. Imagine yourself telling that person or whoever uh, how grateful you are for what they have maybe done for you. Mm-hmm. And as you're feeling that emotion, that, that very high vibration of gratitude, as you're feeling that, your subconscious mind, when it connects with what you are consciously thinking, will start to move you forward towards that thought, towards that vibration of gratitude. And so your body, the result is that your body will start to sway forward. Mm-hmm. Now, we call this the sway test. And what you can do is you can actually ask questions and get answers using the sway test. And your body will tend to sway forward if you're holding thoughts of truth or congruency or positivity. If you ask a question and the answer is yes, your body will start to sway forward. Uh If you ask a question and the answer is no, your body will start to sway backward. It usually takes anywhere from like three to ten seconds for your body to actually start moving. And the more you do this, the easier it gets. Now, you can go through the process that's outlined in the Emotion Code book using the sway test and asking yes or no questions, going forward for yes, backward for no. And very quickly, you can identify a trapped emotion and even release that trapped emotion. You can do this on yourself. Uh And you use some other, you you offer some other approaches as well that you could actually do sitting down. and, yeah, absolutely. Um, it, yes. Within the book, um, and um, yeah, so yeah. so it's it's basically going through a sort of a yes no process, a very like linear process to mm-hmm. get to it, as opposed to like, can I intuit you know what the trapped emotion is, but rather like, is it does it fit into this column, okay, or that yeah. column, you know, and does it you know it does it fit into this an odd number row? I mean, it, it's a very linear approach. But it's fast, even though there, there are all those different emotions that you lay out. It's a very quick process. Yeah, like I said, most people who, uh, who learn the emotion code can find and release a trapped emotion in about a minute. Uh-huh. So it's really quite rapid. In fact, um, to give you an idea how simple this can be, there was, a, um, there was a woman that told me this story. She said that she bought the Emotion Code book and the book on audio, and uh-huh. it's available on audible.com on audio. And she said that uh, she started reading it and listening to it, and her son started reading it and listening to it, and he started practicing with his friends, and she didn't pay much attention. Well, a couple of weeks go by, and the phone rings one day. She picks up the phone, and there's a woman on the other end of the phone line who identifies herself as the mother of one of this woman's son's friends. Uh-huh. And she says, listen, your son's been doing this emotional thing. She said, I have to tell you something. She said, I have a, uh, my son has a severe phobia of water. Uh-huh. And it's been very disruptive. You know you can have a phobia to anything. Sure. His was to water. And she said, it's been very disruptive to our life as a family and to his life. But she said, we've tried everything. We've taken him to everybody. Nothing has touched this. Mm-hmm. And we, we gave up thinking this was going to be something he was going to have for his whole life. But she said, I have to tell you, she said, right now I'm at the community pool. She said, my son is out playing in the water with the other boys for the very first time in his entire life. Oh my goodness. She said, your son did this. 
Oh, I love it. Your son did this. I love and this. he says, how is this even possible? What in the world is your son doing? Well, those two boys are only 11 years old. See? Mm-hmm. Yet that's how powerful the emotion code can be. Now think about it. That, that young boy that had that phobia, what was really going on? Well, he probably, I mean, I can only assume um, what might have created it. It could have been something in the womb. Maybe he couldn't get out of there fast enough or mm-hmm. something. Maybe there was some kind of complication. I don't know. Or maybe... Maybe he nearly drowned in the tub or something when he was a baby. Who knows? Something happened, and that emotion became trapped in his body. It was probably, it was probably terror or panic or something like that. Uh-huh. And so then that emotional energy trapped in his body uh, created a situation where anytime he was around water of any kind, um, it, it would reactivate, and he would maybe have a panic attack or, uh-huh. you know, he, he was, it was a phobia. He couldn't stand to be around it until that energy was released, and then instantly the change took place. Mm-hmm. So that's how powerful this can be. And the emotion code is so simple that kids can use it, and yet uh, it can really change your whole life in pretty short order, mm, and, yeah. and it often does. And, and um, we don't have time to talk about this, but I encourage people to get the book, The Emotion Code, because you'll also learn how you can end up storing other people's emotions including ancestors' emotions, in your body. And that it's absolutely fascinating. Um, before we go any further, you know, this hour is wrapped, wrapping up now. I want to mention your two websites, um, theemotioncode.com and drbradleynelson.com. That's D-R-B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-N-E-L-S-O-N.com. Um, mm-hmm. this, uh, there's so much more I want to talk to you about, Brad, but our hour is gone. Um, I want to thank you for what it is you're offering the world. And I'm really grateful that you came today to share your information, your knowledge, your knowingness, your wisdom with our listeners. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's really been great to be here. And um, I uh, hope we can do it again. That sounds great. And uh, I hope we can do it again with you sometime, too, listener. Uh, Thanks for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com, where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.